0: how about them cowboys and welcome back to the latest and greatest episode of the shaving points podcast my name is Jaden may joined as always by my co-host quentin Crisco. how we doing tonight
1: you know you sent me a message earlier it really made me made me think we are on quite opposite ends of the spectrum this season
0: yeah, you as a, as an Eagles fan, it's got to suck. Back-to-back weeks of almost losing to like mid-level, mediocre teams but squeaking out wins and being in the same division as the mighty and powerful Dallas Cowboys. It's going to be brutal for you as an Eagles fan. It's tough, man. It, it's the hard-knock life. You used to be a fan of another team, but I, I think they got relegated. They're close. They're hanging on for
1: dear life. I hear they're calling a, a, a mustachioed man from England some soccer coach to come over and help him out
0: last I checked I think Georgia got the call that was like hey you might be promoted just keep your head on a swivel
1: yeah
0: yeah I have a question for you as a Bears fan are we on Caleb Williams watch or, like, or is USC your favorite team in, in sports right now
1: if we're not on Caleb Williams watch yet it's the, the hour is nigh like we are right there.
0: Nothing nothing has looked good for the Bears. That includes once very promising Justin Fields. And he's shown he's shown a little bit, but he's shown a lot of bit that he's not it, which makes me sad because I love Justin Fields.
1: It should make everyone sad. It is a sad, sad I am at such a weird place as a fan right now. Over... Do you first like, like, I am legitimately upset with the Bears over like it sucks. It just sucks. You you've destroyed a great QB prospect potentially. I'm giving him to I'm giving him to like week six, week seven, before I'm like really hitting the panic button, but
0: we're in year three. They have done nothing to help him really. It looked like they went out and did some things in the offseason to help him, but the coaching looks abysmal. But we're we're looking at we're looking at the future right now. Yeah you have, you have two two first-round picks. Your own should be very good with what we've seen in the first two weeks. And Carolina doesn't look very strong either. Maybe. I mean, you get Caleb Williams and you do all the right things and it's dynasty season after
1: this. (laughs) It's what they do. That's what they do. They destroy quarterbacks. I mean, this... And to, to the Justin Fields thing, they've given him enough help this year. It's just, it might be too far gone. It might be too far gone. It's it, it. It is just what.
0: Big Cat is famous for saying that if the Bears would have taken Patrick Mahomes, he would have got hit by a bus the second day in Chicago.
1: Yeah, second he walked out of O'Hare. <laughs>
0: I, I love me some Bears, man, and uh, I feel like you're on the right track. That track may be moving slow. It may take a long time to get there, but hey, man, if we're on Caleb Williams' watch, Caleb Williams is a top ten NFL quarterback right now at USD.
1: Yeah, so he'll he'll fall down to like a in Chicago. I guarantee it.
0: He'll he'll be right there with Dak Prescott and Josh Allen.
1: Yeah, he'll be he'll be in that Kirk Cousins level
0: of good. Kirk Cousins is ballin', boy.
1: Yeah. Every year since twenty fourteen.
0: Balling. A lot more success than any Chicago quarterback's ever had.
1: Well yeah. Clearly. <laughs> I mean look at it look at me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey, you always get buccus though. Best name in sports history.
1: We will always have linebackers.
0: That is such a nice jersey you got behind you, man. I know.
1: It's outstanding.
0: Love it. All right. Week two. We can just do a quick breakdown. Cowboys are the best team in the league. Eagles might suck. Jalen Hurts might suck. But the NFC Beast is a one-loss division right now. That's pretty good. Pretty darn good. The only loss is within the division as well. Kind of. Low key,
1: I'm kind of regretting that we're not not sleeping on commanders because
0: yeah, they're showing me something. But against two, like they almost lost to the Cardinals.
1: I was about to say, I don't even remember who they played last week. I just knew it
0: looked good. like they're technically winning, <laughs> and we knew the defense was going to be good. But yeah. this this brings me back to a thing I'd I mentioned to you before the podcast. Is this the year of the defense? I think. I think there's a lot of good defenses this year. You look at the Dallas Cowboys. Even the the Chiefs' defense looks really, really good. Commanders' defense looks good. Atlanta's defense is opportunistic, and if they can like, if they can slow down the the big plays, Atlanta could have a very good defense. I, I think the Saints' defense is pretty good. The Steelers' defense with that defensive line looks really, really good. The Eagles still have a lot of depth at that defensive line. They've lost some linebacker and DB talent, but. Still a very good defense. Jacksonville's defense hasn't looked terrible. Some of these top teams in the league, not even top teams in the league, but some of the contenders. I mean, this is some of the best defensive football we've seen in years, I think. Ultimately, I think, uh,
1: because you're right, it, it is. I think it's really the result of quarterbacks. Like, we've seen last few years, we've seen some quarterbacks retire, go out, like, whether it's injured this year with Aaron Rodgers, we lost Tom Brady this offseason, Drew Brees, what, two two years ago, three years ago? like
0: And a lot of quarterbacks we expected to make the jump haven't made the jump. Like Josh being Allen a top
1: hasn't 10 quarterback right now is not worthy of the title of to top 10 quarterback. It's like
0: top eight, top seven. That's, that's where you want to be. Josh Allen hasn't made that jump that we expected him to make. Joe Burrow hasn't sustained what he was last year, but also last year, he looked terrible in week one and two and then he just routed off 14 games. So with with Burrow, at least he has a hit of doing this. Yeah, I think it's a little early to hit the panic button on guys who are proven like that. But like like Burrow like So you as an Eagles fan, what do you think about Jalen Hurts? Because he hasn't looked good. And this isn't me as a Cowboys fan. Jalen Hurts hasn't looked good so far. I'm still a belie- like I've always been a believer that Jalen
1: Hurts is a fine player. He can be a good quarterback, but he has to so see Josh Allen and that's
0: No, Josh Allen has no ceiling, I'm going to get you on this Josh Allen train one of these days. (laughs) Okay, Jalen Hurts or Dak? This is, everybody debates Jalen Hurts. I think they're the same player. But everybody in NFC East mentions on Twitter, it's always Jalen Hurts Dak, Jalen Hurts Dak. I think they're the same guy. I think they're a
1: lot closer than Eagles fans would want to admit. Dak Prescott with that, that surrounding cast probably a much better po- pocket passer than Jalen Hurts, and you don't need to cater the offense as much to him, but he's not the threat with the legs.
0: Yeah, I mean, as far as the quarterback goes, Dak is a much better passer, and he's proven it. I mean, Jalen Hurts had a, a good season last year, but I mean, if if you didn't have the bush push with Jalen Hurts, how good of a quarterback would he be if you, like, I, I I'm, and I'm not an advocate to change that role. I mean, I think if you can get all your best guys to push one yard, and you have a quarterback that will squat 600 pounds, by, by all means, I mean, that's football at its core to me. So I don't care about that. But I'm saying if it wasn't for that, like how how many times would the Eagles would, would have had to punt or try something else? Yeah, I mean, their
1: game plan would be different. Though. Like, you know, yeah, they wouldn't obviously. be catering to three-yard gains on 34. You
0: know? No, no, obviously. But at the same time, I mean, that, that's a big difference. I mean, it's basically 100% success rate. I think the only time they got stopped was on a third and one, and they immediately did it again on fourth down and got it. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: It's a good question. It's like, I I think Dak would really thrive with, with that Eagles offense that Hurts had last year and this year. It, obviously, the scheme would be different, but like having those two pass catchers in that offensive line,
0: a lot to work. Speaking about the NFC East, what are we thinking about the Giants? We had a Giants guy on in the offseason. He seemed really high on him. Saquon, maybe. Is Saquon out for the season? A couple weeks? I don't think it's for the season. I, I didn't catch what the injury was. But I know he's definitely out for a little bit of time. What are we thinking about the Giants? I mean, come back come back, come from behind win. Against a Cardinals team that is playing. I mean, they're they're playing. They're not just frisky. I mean, they're playing. They haven't won. Yeah. I think they'll
1: peter out at some point, but then you know, I don't know. Like the Owen oh, 16 Cleveland Browns years ago, like they had like 12 one score games or something. Frisky yeah. till the Same end. with like the Owen 16 Lions. They were just like always yeah. in it and then just like could never win.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I, I gotta, you gotta, you gotta be happy for Josh Dobbs because I mean, he's, he's putting some, he's putting a resume together to be like real. the net, the next Chase Daniel. Where it's like yeah. he might not be your guy. But, I mean, he could he could turn this into a 12-year career and make $60 million.
1: Yeah, if he's, like, if you can get backup quarterback who has spent a full season as a starter but understands that they're not
0: a starter in the NFL, that's really valuable. This annual Colt McCoy. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's definitely some value there, so. I love what he's doing with his resume. I like Josh Dobbs out of Tennessee. I think he, does he have alopecia or does he just not have hair? I think he has alopecia. You asked about the Giants, though. Then I converted yeah. to
1: Cardinals. The Giants. I was expecting regression for Brian Dable's team. Honestly, it yeah, reminded me a obviously. lot of the 2018 Bears. Like not the defensive side of it, but the offensive side of it. Like we catered this offense to a. Limited- also on a
0: very easy schedule,
1: and it, yeah, an easy schedule. And you're just gonna see regression from that because I don't think the team was ever as talented as their, their performance was last year. Yeah, I don't think they're as bad as week one. I don't think they're as bad as everyone thinks they are for almost. the oh, Cardinals!
0: I, I, I said to everybody after that game, I was like, "This isn't indicative on the Giants at all." I think this. I think I think the Cowboys played a perfect game in week one. I yeah. don't think the Cowboys could do that every week, but. That that just put the league on watch of how good the Cowboys can be. And the Giants played bad. So I don't think the Cowboys are as good as they played in week one, but I also don't think the Giants are as bad as they played in week one. And I think they're a, they're a fine team. And in the in this NFC right now, the way it looks, I mean, I still think the Giants might be able to squeak into the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, it's the NFC. <laughs> you know. Yeah. But wide open, man. Talking about the NFC East, I, I, as much as I just said, the Cowboys aren't as good as they played in week one. How fucking good are these Cowboys?
1: Fucking good, man. They might be the best roster in the
0: NFL. Yeah, we. I mean, we talked about in the offseason uh, yeah. with, with the depth they have at defense. I mean, and you look at a line depth and which they don't have, but what is there? Maybe one or two teams that maybe have a line depth. I mean, if that's the weakest part of your roster, you're looking pretty good. And we have a legit, two weeks in, uh, granted, two weeks in, we have probably the most legitimate MVP candidate on the defense side of the ball since, what, 2012, uh, J.J. Watt?
1: Yeah. I mean, Parsons is unreal, man. Like, I mean, I was just thinking about this the other no, morning there, for some there, reason there after I woke up. There hasn't up, been a
0: quarterback like... that has shown anything.
1: Yeah, I mean, I was just thinking about it. My head. I was just thinking about it with Parsons the other day. Like it's, it, it, it's like a Reggie White or like a um, Lawrence, Lawrence Taylor, Taylor level JJ talent Watt. that you just don't see come in the league. No, I wouldn't JJ even put. Him, I, I, I don't even put him in that kind of, in the same conversation. Like JJ Watt was incredible. He was amazing, but I, I just I don't think that he's on the uh, the the Reggie White or the uh,
0: if we're Lawrence Taylor to- level. If we're putting Micah Parsons above prime J.J. Watt, I mean, we're talking about a top three defensive player of all time. I, that's where he's trending, man. I mean, you Goodness walk gracious. into the league. Don't get me excited. Do what he's don't, done, don't you get you me excited. You are that guy.
1: Aaron Donald, is, is Aaron Donald's on that level. Like,
0: that's that's where he is. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's fucking phenomenal. And you and. You look at this defensive line, some of the guys in that rotation, Sam Williams, Osa DeGazooie, Um not really as much uh, DeMarcus Lawrence because he's a top-paid guy, but you look at some of these guys putting up stat. like there's already guys on the team that were on the team last year that have already doubled their stack total from last year. It, it's crazy like how these guys are feasting. And it's, I, I haven't looked at the stats closely, but I'm pretty sure the Dallas defensive line is getting sacked on like 95% of the snaps that Micah Parsons has doubled. So it's like, what the fuck are you gonna do?
1: I, can do, <laughs> I was hyped up about the Mozzie Smith pick for it. Like, just because it, it added the beef they needed in the middle so I don't dig as he would eat. And then you are... Dig as was not even
0: playing and... middle. They're playing... They're
1: playing... Uh... Right, to let, hey, him, let him go where he needs to to eat. Yeah. Like, that's what I'm saying. You can't, yeah. he's not just stuck there. But Hankins, has been, worry Hankins about has been him. playing well.
0: Hankins yeah. has been playing well in that inside. Like, he looks re- like everybody looks reinvigorated. Probably because like, he he's playing a few less snaps because he's got yeah. a guy who can actually go
1: out there and play starter but
0: snaps. You, you look at the DB position and Stephon Gilmore, like, I haven't really watched him too closely these past couple of years, but that dude. Like I, I I know he's been a ball hawk. I mean he's a he's a former defensive player of the year. He was at one time one of the best defensive players in the league. But this dude is like coming up on run plays and bringing the hat as a fourteen a ring, year man. veteran. Dude wants a ring. The Does Bulls he not back. have one? He wants another.
1: One. Okay, I was gonna say I'm pretty sure he got one in New England, but at least one. He might have got two. Yeah, but you want to get to our results. Week two.
0: Absolutely. You can run through them real quick. I don't have them in front of me.
1: Yeah, I got them. So you went three and three, up 0.6 units on the week, which puts you on the season six and seven and down a half unit. I had my team the play, so
0: that helped. Yeah.
1: I also went three and three, um, down 0.2 units. I'm at break even on the season at six and six. So I've hit uh, two plus money lines that have gotten me to just flatty. Um, and then on college, let's see.
0: Also, an, an asterisk for this real last quick. weekend.
1: You are eleven and five and up five point eight units. You were up 0. 0.7 asterisk. units
0: last weekend. I'll, I'll take that asterisk. I'll I'll, I'll cut myself even.
1: Yeah, and then yeah. I was ten and seven on the on the season plus two point four units. I went three and two this past weekend, and maybe we were just college football savants, dude. I, I think the last. Two seasons, we both done better on college than NFL, so. Well,
0: a lot more games to pick from.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's a lot more for, realistically, it's the same with college basketball. Like, there's just a lot more data yeah. for them to parse and a
0: lot more chances that they've missed something. I, I can't convince my wife to let me watch college basketball. I watch Big 12 basketball, and that's hard enough. But if as soon as football season was over, I was watching college basketball seven nights a week, I might be I might be a single man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as soon as football <laughs>
1: season ends, I'm like I have to take a sabbatical from sports and get my life. Or so I have
0: to watch. I have to watch three months of uh, murder docs and uh, rom coms after football is over. Stuff. So. <laughs> All right. So, get into the picks. All right, let's get into these picks. We'll, we'll start out this this week with... What are we starting with? Uh, New York Giants versus San Francisco 49ers. Yeah. So,
1: little background. Giants stayed on the West Coast. They were on the West Coast. They stayed on the West Coast. They're getting that notorious B.I.G. You know, going to... What's going back
0: to back. To yeah, Cali, back to Cali. Cali.
1: Yeah. Um and, Sam Fran is ten of favorite. Sh- yeah, ten. 10 know, week. Short week. Yeah, uh, no. I was I was getting mixed up. That's why I paused. Go ahead with so, it.
0: So ten point spread here. Every every major running back is getting injured in the NFL. Um, Giants got a good defensive line. The San Fran didn't look great against the Rams early on. And the Rams don't really have a whole lot of talent. They're they're getting coached out of their ass. That Rams team looks good right now. But I, I think this Giants team is frisky. And I think they can keep this game close. Give me give me the Giants plus 10 in this game. Um basically Christian McCaffrey is the X Factor. If Christian McCaffrey can get going, I, I think they can blow this game open. But if they can limit Christian McCaffrey from getting that big play, uh, I think Brendan Ayuk is injured, and he's that he's that big play threat. Debo Samuel. Has been kind of lackluster ever since he signed that big contract. He hasn't a whole, done a whole lot. He had a couple of big plays last week, but in totality, he hasn't really proven um, his worth since he signed that contract. So give me a give me a hungry Giants team without Saquon at plus ten in this in this situation. I I think there's something there. I mean.
1: I think because they stayed, it's a big there, number. I like them a little more too. Like it's that, a big number. It, you get rid of the jet lag. You get rid of like the Arcadian rhythm stuff. That like when you're, you know, going over circadian. It, yeah, circadian. I don't. <laughs> uh, but yeah, because it's Thursday night, right? Is this a Thursday? Night? Uh, I think it is Thursday night again. Yeah. Okay, so that's where I got short from because um, they're both on short. And usually yep. the home team is who you want on the short week,
0: like the Thursday night games. But, but double digit, double digit in the NFL. I mean, I'm taking a double digit favorite later on, but right. Yeah. And with them being the the
1: staying on the West Coast, that levels out some of that advantage. And also, East Coast teams typically bet against them going west, right? Because especially night games, they're circadian rhythm, not arcade. Here we go, boy. Circadian we rhythm. Go. Um, Look you know they're you starting the game at like 10 p.m. for what they're used to on the East Coast, yeah, or 11 something like that. And but it's also it prime is. time. It's
0: prime t- like, like the like Thursday night games, Sunday night games. They're always the same time for prime time. So, Yeah, it's a game There's of a, inches. It's a game of inches. Okay, I'm with you there. <laughs> but you with me or not here? I'm not. I'm not betting it, but I'm leaning Giants to go. Let's go. Danny Dimes and the boys are going to get it done plus 10.5. All right. Next up, we have a game that Q loves here. It's the Buffalo football team going against the Washington Red Commander And So, what is the line on this game? Six and a half. Six and a half. Washington and favorite, right? No. Oh, that's Buffalo. surprising. Yeah, yeah that's very surprising. surprising.
1: After that, that dominant performance we saw from the commies last week, I mean, i I like the commies this year, man. I got a feeling about them.
0: Hey, I, we I, talked was, about not sleeping on them.
1: Left hand raised, man. Born, born, born that way. Left hand raised. Um, I mean,
0: you're you're basically a Commander fan there in Bella. You're only like a couple miles away. Yeah, pretty much. There's a hot pretty skip of a jump compared to even that. compared to the South United States, where you have to drive. Three hundred miles to the next closest team. Yeah, I can, um, I can. basically say you're you're a fan of sixteen different teams yeah. in the Northeast. Oh, they're yeah,
1: they're all they're all <laughs> a skip away. They're all
0: bunched
1: um, in. So I'm taking John, or uh, not, I'm taking the for six and a half. I mean, I I, Buffalo. I do. Not, I think six and a half is a big number for Josh Allen's have from these two teams. I mean. I think that Buffalo that Washington is gonna be able to get after Josh Allen, get him a little rattled, get him playing a little hectic like we've seen him so far, like tend to be so far this season. And I'm just not sure that there's the the, the skill position talent in Buffalo to overcome that. And I, I really like Washington's secondary. I think I'm really gonna be able to do some damage there. Or Washington's defense gonna be able to do some limit, be able to limit Buffalo's offense pretty well. Yeah. And, and I can see Allen's Washington just taking this game away on the ground. Like, yeah. I don't know if, the, yeah. I don't, I'm not sitting here taking Washington money line, but for them to be six and a half point dogs here. And I, I got to say, I hate the number. I hate betting plus six and a half. I, I, I wish I could get it at seven. I can't, but I like this game enough to just do it. I uh, Washington right,
0: at home. That just makes sense to me. I agree 100. Uh, I'm Not taking that game, but I'm with you there. Uh, next game I ha- we have here is the Houston Football Texans versus the Jacksonville Jaguars. Houston's at home as nine point underdogs, I believe. Unless I admit... no 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 yeah that's right. Houston's, Houston's going to Jacksonville. Yeah
1: yeah okay. I'm sorry, I was just I was listening to the so uh, CJ
0: brand. CJ Stroud has had no offensive line. Uh, he is getting hit every opportunity he gets. But, he's throwing, like, 40 passes a game, throwing up 400 yards a game. I think we could be in a a shootout possibility here. So, give me the Texans plus nine. Nico Collins is looking good. Hank Dell looking good. Hopefully, John Mechie gets going. Dalton Schultz, let's get him going. Like, let's get these running backs going in Houston. Like, why not, like, Let's cover nine. CJ Shroud's a dog, dude. Like, he's on he's on pace to shatter the rookies, or not even the rookies sack record, just the sack record in general. Like, on pace to absolutely shatter it. And the dude's still going out there and throwing for 400 yards a game. Like, give, give me the Texans and a backdoor cover here plus nine at Jacksonville.
1: So, I wanted to take this. Like, I really did. And I... I like the bet. I just, and you're probably going to win it because of this. This is the first time I haven't taken the Texans all year, but I've just lost two straight weeks on them. And I, both times they just had a hard time getting the football in the end zone.
0: Like this team, you get all the yards. You you
1: can't get in the end zone. You can't get in the end zone.
0: This team is built for backdoor covers.
1: They got to get in the end zone to backdoor, man. I mean they got I mean what they score last
0: week. Like, like I 34? said, I like the
1: bet and I kinda wanna take it, but I can't get burned three weeks in a row because they can't score touchdowns. I just can't.
0: Yeah. I mean they need they need one receiver that can be the guy. And Nico I think, Collins went off last week, but No, like, he was good. They, they need that. like Nico Collins is probably would be uh the perfect complement to a number one receiver. Oh yeah. Yeah, so.
1: yeah I didn't mean that as he's a number one. I just think okay. he, he, he put up but numbers, and C. he was one of our fantasy sleepers, so remember that, C- fantasy
0: football fans. CJ Stroud is looking like everything we promised you in the offseason season. well. Like, if you're a Houston fan, I don't think you can watch this team and be upset that you drafted CJ Stroud. You don't have a single offensive lineman left in your starting rotation right now, and the dude's still out there balling. Hey, Jarrett Patterson's my dude. Okay. <laughs> All right, so next up we have Atlanta and Detroit. The Dirty Birds versus the Lions. The, these two teams have probably been the most like controversial teams on this podcast since we started four years ago. We have the Dirty Birds in Detroit. What's the line here and what do you got?
1: I don't even know what the line... Or it's three. Three or three and a half depending you on your book. You total? I have it at three. But I think Jay said he had, it was three and a half at his book. If it was three and a half, I would have taken Atlanta plus three and a half. I don't like it enough to take it at three, so I moved on over to the total at 46 and a half. I'm taking over. Detroit, Gardner-Johnson, out for this game. Um Atlanta, I believe, lost a defender or two last week. And, I mean, hell, they just gave up, what, thirty points to Jordan Love and the Packers? Like, they're not, the, the defense, I'm, I'm not seeing a defense that I'm scared of, one thing about
0: Jordan Love, this part in the season, you want to take a little sidestep. Okay, sure. Jordan yeah. Love showed you exactly what he is in the last two minutes of the game against Atlanta. So when no Matt, so hold on, they had they had a ten point lead in four possessions and never got a first down. Yeah, I mean, so when Matt
1: Lafleur can't. They, I, I'm trying to think of the right word It can't, can't cradle him he's not like there's not a lot that he's really gonna do he can not so improvise take the Bears well game, he doesn't live in the, you take the Bears
0: game. you think the Bears game was an anomaly and the early part of the they had a great game plan going into Atlanta but when push came to shove they can't get it done that's what I think I don't even I think, think it look, was an
1: anomaly I think it's you'll see it, he's, he's Jimmy Garoppolo like ooh he, he he's gonna do well when everything he's, is right, but when everything's but, not but, right. He's but Jordan Love can it. run. So Jimmy Garoppolo yeah. with legs. Can he though?
0: Not he that had some fast. good
1: runs against Atlanta. He's okay. Like he's got he's got better speed than Garoppolo, but I wouldn't say that he's a, he's much of a threat so, either. So is Josh Allen? No, Josh
0: Allen's facts. Josh Allen. I'm gonna get you one of these days. <laughs> But, anyways... I was, that, I was setting all that up to say that, so...
1: Back to Atlanta and Detroit. I think we see scoring. I think we, we see a lot of scoring. Atlanta, I feel like... I feel like Atlanta always goes over. Our games are just constantly over 50. And I haven't fact-checked that, so you can make me look like a fool if you really want to, but like... Also... This just
0: seems like such an easy play. Also, on this game, we were talking about overs. Um... The Lions can't give the ball to David Montgomery anymore. He's hurt. He's gone. He's, yeah, he's out. Exactly. He's out at least four it's weeks. Gibbs time. They, they have to give the ball to Jamar Gibbs. So they're bound well, to and score my, more points. So my one concern
1: here was like, and AJ Terrell's good. They don't really have any dangerous receivers outside of Mon Ross. So I was kind of like, that worries me. Yeah, Josh Reynolds is super dangerous. Two touchdowns last week. Hey man, the production's there. I'll give you that, but I, I don't think many D coordinators are that worried about Josh Reynolds.
0: Jared Goff, right. my Jared Goff might be the MVP front runner behind Michael Parsons right now. Yeah, we'll see. Better than Josh Allen,
1: but over forty-six and a half um, just makes sense. Falcons score points. Detroit scores oh, points.
0: You. Yeah, I mean... you don't have This to game's going to be weird.
1: This game's going to be weird.
0: You don't, you don't have to say much to convince me of an over, boy. <laughs> yeah, I know. I've, I've been on the overs this
1: year, and I hate it, but
0: I have. All right, next up here, we have the Los Angeles Chargers versus the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, The total is 54 in this game. What is the spread? Do you have it? I do not. I want to say it was like two. Okay, I can look it up real quick. If you want to... If you want to talk about it, I can look up the. I have the total here. Yeah,
1: so I, I almost took the spread. Um, this is another game. It's it's kind of like Atlanta Detroit. It's just gonna be kind of. A-
0: so, it's a it's a push them right now in my book. Chargers Vikings. It's yeah. It's Chargers minus one at minus one ten, and Minnesota plus one at minus one fifteen. So it's basically a them Okay. Um, yeah, I. And I'm on the over. Yeah, I'm no, I'm sorry. I'm,
1: I'm not on the over. What am I saying? I'm on LA Chargers money.
0: Okay. I'm on the over.
1: Both these teams are 0-2. Both these teams are desperate for a win. I think the more talented team gets that win, even though it's in Minnesota. Tough place to play.
0: You think the Chargers I the more talented that... team out
1: of this? I don't think it's that like... good. Kellen Moore's not good. Kill him more if you do a talent.
0: Uh part of the talent. No, I'm talking on the field. On-field talent. Yeah. See, I mean, I think, I think the coaching talent of Minnesota gets this done. If I was taking a side on this game, I'd take Minnesota. But I'm taking over 54 because I don't think either one of these teams can stop a nosebleed at this point. Khalil Mack looks old. Joey Bosa doesn't look great. Uh, Derwin James looks good, but... Uh, so, J.C. Jackson looks frustrated and angry and makes stupid mistakes. I yeah, think J.C. Jackson weeks. sucks. He needs to be benched. Like, he's just... Yeah. I th- that sign What made, is it, back-to-back weeks where he had multiple uh, personal foul penalties? Um, yeah, I mean, I think Justin Jefferson, Jordan Addison can eat in this game, and I don't think the Vikings defense can stop anybody. I'm taking over 54 in this game, and I love it. I mean, I
1: thought about the over in this, too. But, in fact, so much so, I thought I had the over, not the money line. But, I went with the money line because plus money, Vikings don't really have a, ru- a strong rush attack.
0: Yeah, uh, the, the uh, real uh, Alexander weakness,
1: not good. The real weakness of the Chargers' defense is that they don't have a defensive tackle on their roster, so they can't stop the run. Like, but if they're playing a team that can't really run the football, I start to like them a lot more. And I just think... Minnesota, uh, Brian Flores is playing a high-risk game considering their cornerback talent. I just don't know that they'll be able to
0: have Have we seen a, a dominant, when I say dominant, I mean like top five defensive player in the league drop off as much as we've seen the drop off from Clay Matt? Like, he's not bad. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, no. But he, it's... He's, he's, he's nowhere close to... A dominant, like he, he's he's a fine guy now. Yeah, his he is not
1: what he was in Chicago, or what he was of, in Oakland. Yeah, um, and really, I think it's it was probably more predictable than people let on, myself included. Like, he was always a power rusher more than first, and that it, it takes a toll on your body, like. Yeah. He is not. He doesn't have the flexibility he used to, and that flexibility with the power used to be how he wiggled out of spots and through yeah. spots, and just and it, it's doesn't not like bring he's the old same yet. explosive punch
0: that he used what is, to. What, what is he year nine? It's not like he's old. Yeah, I mean, I mean he's not young by any means. He's but, old
1: enough to lose some
0: explosiveness. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I, no, yeah. But I'm just saying, like most of the time when you see dominant like to the point where like he was getting MVP conversations yeah. when he was in Chicago to yeah. the point where he's just a middle of the bat defensive player from year five to year nine like you don't really see that on defense you see it on offense on the, you on see the guys edge. lose a step on the edge those guys usually aren't power rushers yeah that's true and
1: I mean the on the edge the power rushers they will They will stick around the league for forever, but their dominant days, as far as pass rush goes, so it's tend to stick. Their run defense, their run defense tends to stick. Like he's still a really good run defender, but again, the problem is the Chargers don't have a single defensive tackle on their roster.
0: So, (laughs) is that the best move Chicago's made in the past decade? Is moving on before they had to pay him a second time?
1: Uh, maybe I don't know if the Bears have made a single good move in the last decade, but...
0: Well, I'm just... That's what I'm saying, like... Is that the best move you've made? Other than trading... Uh, yeah, DJ Morris.
1: Yeah, the, the DJ Morris one-pick trade. trade is probably the best, but... Um, if I'm being completely honest, I'd put... I'd still put the trade for Mac ahead, of the trade way Mac just because it was perfect time, perfect place. That's yeah. Like...
0: I mean, imagine if you had Patrick, Mah- like a guy like Patrick Mahomes in that situation. Yeah. Like, I mean, I that was a. Was, I know it was never possible for the Bears to have Patrick Mahomes. Like, there was never a scenario where they could have had him. But in an alternate universe, like if they if they would have somehow, like been in the position to get Patrick Mahomes and Khalil Matt, like imagine. Yeah. But that yeah. that was ne- that was never possible. No, no never could have happened. Yeah, because we, no. we already went over this. He would have gotten hit by a bus as he
1: walked out of O'Hare.
0: Yeah, I mean nobody talks about the fact that Patrick Mahomes didn't drive a 1992 Toyota Camry to the combine. Nobody talks about that. Nope. That's no. that's the most important thing in QB scouting.
1: What car do they drive? Yeah, I mean, just ask Matt Nagy. <laughs> well, to be fair, Matt Nagy. Wasn't there.
0: Oh, no. Yeah. yeah you're right. It, yeah. Because Matt Nagy won a Petra Mahomes.
1: Yeah. Matt, Matt Nagy is the reason why Mahomes is in Kansas
0: City. Kansas City. Yeah. And Matt Nagy's is uh, a future Super Bowl winner for the Kansas City Chiefs. Okay.
1: No one wants to see me cry on air date. <laughs> All
0: right. Moving on. <laughs> so I, ha- I have the over in that game. You have uh, LA uh, Chargers money line, correct? Yep. All right, we'll move on to the Titans versus Cleveland Cavaliers. I have, um, what is it? three points spread on this game. Uh, Cleveland Cavaliers are three-point favorites at home. Give me the Titans plus three here. Deshaun Watson is not good. When I say he's not good, I actually mean he's not good. A lot of times when I talk about QBs on this podcast, I I embellish a little bit. I think Deshaun Watson might just be bad and no Nick Chubb uh, we're talking about one of the best coach teams in the league with the Titans who always play close and frisky games they're not going to lose the Titans aren't going to lose on X's and O's and I don't think with without a Nick Chubb and with Deshaun Watson at quarterback the Titan or the the Browns can beat the Titans on skill alone so, give me the Titans plus three here. I'm not
1: sure the Titans have lost a game by more than three since, like,
0: 1977. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I well, don't know how
1: they do it. I don't know how. Because that team is just, like, Derek Henry and... Just pieced together with Scott name. The tape. skeleton of DeAndre Hopkins and Jeffrey Simmons and, like, Auden... Uh, or, no, what's his name? Uh, they have another... No, uh... The other defensive tackle that they had, oh, what's his name, Jeffrey Simmons? Yeah, another Jeffrey Simmons. The two
0: Jeffrey
1: Simmons? Oh, you Simons. said
0: Jeffrey Simmons? Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, I, other, I the, the other, other Yeah, the other Jeffrey Simmons they have. I yeah. know who you're talking about. Yeah, and it's like I that's know.
1: that's their squad. Oh, and uh, somehow uh, Kevin Byard is still amazing. Oh, I, I was about to say like the like exact
0: campaign. same thing. I was about to say, and also Kevin Byard is still a beast.
1: Yeah, and like the rest of it is just like. Mike Vrabel's sheer will to win games.
0: Yeah, and uh, Deshaun Watson's not good. I don't, I don't understand. Like three points isn't a whole lot. Uh, whenever you're a team as talented as the Titans going to a, a team on paper like the Browns, but with with no Nick Chubb, I don't know what they do in this game. I mean, Amari Cooper is kind of playing through an injury right now. Sean Watson looks like absolute dog shit. Miles Garrett is great, but yeah, so give me the time's if, plus three all day. What if instead of just like
1: trying to do the same thing with Jerome Ford, what if Kevin Stefanski just said, nah, Sean Watson was pretty good. with it, the spread concepts that Bill O'Brien had him running in Houston. Let's just spread this thing out and let it fly. And then Deshaun Watson is suddenly, like, good again. Like, what if that's what happens? I mean, I, I don't think Deshaun Watson is going to suddenly find it. But I am curious, if you start putting him back in spread concepts, like putting him in empty in the backfield, not trying to build your entire identity around pounding the rock, like like Kevin Stefanski does, like his his offense is entirely built around Nick Chubb being really good and having a monstrous offensive line. So I can't blame him for leaning into that, but Deshaun Watson was pretty good when he didn't have a rushing attack behind you're him, lo- and you're he was let Deshaun like Deshaun
0: Watson Cook. Yeah, they could work. I mean, it could- they have way more talent than Houston had when Deshaun Watson was running oh, a yeah. lot in Houston. Pilot but they client. run a scheme that's entirely
1: based on running the football and him being a timing passer, and he's not a timing based player you know he's, yeah. he's more of a schoolyard type of type of thrower like i think that there so, could be something there of putting him back in a what? spread style what? offense what? and
0: letting him just go so what does cleveland do this offseason because steven, uh, steven Kavansky, uh kevin stefanski is probably if not the best coach they've ever had deshaun watson was once a good quarterback But Deshaun Watson is also like, you're committed to him for at least, what, the next two years? And Stefanski, I guess, can technically be replaced. But do you move on with the best coach in franchise history for a guy that was once good that missed a couple of season and a half for questionable issues? Because you're committed to him on the salary, like that is that is the absolute so, worst situation to be in as a sports fan. Because you don't know if Deshaun Watson can go back to what he was in Houston. But you do know that Steph- <laughs> Stephen Stephon Kvansky. <laughs> <You> do- <laughs> I don't know why I can't get this name right. But you do know that uh, Stephansky is a uh, at least a top 15 coach in the league. Like, I almost feel like if you move on, it would be better just to move on from both than to keep one or the other. Because if you keep one or the other, you're just going to split the fan base. So at the same time, they don't work well
1: together. I've got my response. I mean, if either way, I think Stefan, if, if they're not... Getting to where they need to at the end of this year Which is like winning a playoff game at least And Watson looking Pretty solid Through the late part of the season uh, Stefanski is gone And because I have this guaranteed contract In this quarterback I need a head no. coach Who can make him work Right? Who, who can make it work with him You, that you um, hope
0: that you can make it work So if I don't I'm even GM, know what to have with Sean Watson at this point You
1: don't but you need to you need to try. try. Um, if I'm the GM, I'm going and hiring Bill O'Brien. Was Easy as that. No, if I'm the GM and I need to save my job, I am hiring Bill O'Brien.
0: But because if Bill anyone can get him back Bill O'Brien, to
1: he did, Bill, Bill O'Brien, O'Brien would just
0: Bill O'Brien would walk into the building and fire you and just assume the GM job.
1: <laughs> that might be true. I, I didn't think about that. <laughs>
0: You got me. But if <laughs> I like, know no, Bill owner... O'Brien, like you 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 hear from many ex Texans players the, the praise they have for Bill O'Brien, it don't get me wrong, like until Bill O'Brien became Bill O'Brien the GM, I mean he was he was touted as one of the, the best coaches in football. The Bill O'Brien the GM got shit on a lot and kind of ruined his legacy. But yeah, the man was a great Offensive coach and great head coach. If I'm being honest, I doubt he wants. To... Yeah. I doubt he wanted to be a GM in the first place. Dude was yeah, just I don't think I think an it organization. Was just like,
1: yeah, I think he was trying to be pushed. Like someone was trying to push him out. Really, they were like trying to make him look. Yeah. But, anyways, if I'm the owner,
0: did they trade for DeAndre Hopkins in that situation? Wait, what? If. <laughs> if they hire Bella O'Brien do they trade for DeAndre Hopkins I mean kind of half yeah let's just let's just run the whole thing back boy this
1: the bad's back together like um but if I'm the owner I'm going after one of
0: Kellen Moore or Ben John those are the John two Moore? names yeah this Kellen Moore hype train's got to slow down at some point. I don't know when it happens. Hey, but it is week two, my man. There
1: is nothing set in stone right now, so he had three years in for Dallas. All I know, yeah, but it was under Mike McCarthy, and he's looked solid so far. Mike McCarthy in week two.
0: That's my answer. But nothing set in stone because it's Dallas o- two. The Dallas offense looks light years ahead of what it was under Kellen Moore, though, and Kellen Moore doesn't mm. look great and. LA I don't
1: know all I know is that he has a wide open playbook and he will cater his offense to the players I mean I'm not gonna, the other way I'm going to
0: kill a more hater but I mean the, the point haven't really necessarily been there but they haven't needed to be there if that makes sense because it's like the offense has moved fine and every time it's like we can afford to kick a field goal here because the defense has been so good But under Kellen Moore, it was like, you're either going three and out or you're getting a touchdown to where since Kellen Moore is left, we can sustain drives, keep our defense off the field. And then if we, if we falter in the red zone, it's like, okay, well, it's a 17 play drive at this point. We have the best defense in the league. We'll just kick the field goal. It's fine. Like this, this offense has been a perfect compliment to the defense where when Kellen Moore was there you knew for a fact that you were either going three and out or scoring a touchdown there was no in between when did I say
1: Kellen Moore would be a kick-ass hire I said if I'm the owner that that makes the most sense to me to go get a quarter a guy who's going to run an offense catered to my quarterback and not the other way around
0: I'm just saying there's 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 better options than Kellen Moore that was was always awesome who Kellen Moore Ben Johnson who's better than that Lincoln Riley
1: I'm not risking it on a college head coach. I'm just not.
0: Lincoln Riley? The quarterback whisperer?
1: If, if I'm saying I have two Michael years Leach. to out what Deshaun Watson is, if rest in peace, brother.
0: <laughs> I would hire Mike Leach before I hired Kellen Moore. Okay. And just use a Ouija board to call plays. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's going to be- if it's
1: gonna work for anyone, anyway, it's gonna be work for Mike Leach, just like pour a little liquor on his grave and use the Ouija.
0: All you have to do is pull up the, the pirate sword and be like, Wait, what are we doing here? He's seven wide uh, <laughs> verticals.
1: Beautiful. I love it. <laughs> seven wide.
0: Everybody's eligible. <laughs> Alright, we'll move on. Uh, next game we have here is the Chicago football Bears going to Kansas City uh, we have the best team in football here in uh, Chicago Bears going in to probably the easiest place to win uh, with the Kansas City football chiefs football divas you could say at this point because I mean their star tight end is too caught up in uh, the Taylor Swift drama their, their all-star defensive tackle doesn't seem to care about football. Their, their two-time MVP quarterback seems to be too more worried about his second child on the way. I mean, the, this seems like an easy cover for the Bears, right? 12 and a half? Taking Chiefs' money line. What a bold statement. I'm what kidding. What bold kidding. statement, my by- God. Quentin Crisco on this podcast. <laughs> taking Chiefs minus 725. Nobody else in the world is doing it.
1: Nope. No one's admitting to
0: it. <laughs> All right. Well, tell me what you like about this game. 12 and a half point spread. Uh, Chiefs are favored here. Tell me what you like and what you're taking here.
1: Over 47 and a half. I just think there's going to be too many. I, I think the Chiefs are going to score a lot. Uh, there's going to be too many possessions and too many garbage time points for this to be under over 47 and a half.
0: My only worry with that is I think the Chiefs defense is really good. Um, the or chief, the Chiefs offense really hasn't been able to get things going yet. Week two of Travis Kelsey in that offense couldn't make a difference. But with, with the drops and miscommunications in that Chiefs offense, I, I, I don't think the Chiefs will have any problems with the Bears in this game. But I, th- I think with how good that defense is and with them not being able to get their offense rolling, I could see this being like a thirty-five to three game and going way under. That's my only objection, my man. But I do agree with you. Baker Mayfield just put up five hundred yards. Dirt. No,
1: yeah, I man. Like, the and Chiefs... there's and ju- and they just Justin Fields and DJ Moore are gonna get some. It's like they're too, they're two, and the Chiefs aren't. I don't feel like they're gonna risk. Like, much on defense. Like, it's early in the season. Spags tends to go lighter when he can early in the year. I, I just see garbage time points against soft defenses at the Bears. You don't have east. to top me into an over, brother. Yeah. Like, the Bears can score 14, Kansas City will score
0: 35. That's it. Okay, give me the under in this game. All right. <laughs> just out of principle. Because you tell me all the time you got to take unders. You're right. You are 100% right. So the, under the under is...
1: The over is the fool's bet. And I am a fool this
0: season. Chris, Chris Jones might be the best defense player in football. He might be, but he ain't going to be playing in the second half. But he's not like a He's not. Alright, we'll move on to the New Orleans Saints going to Green Bay at Lambeau. Saints are two and a half point dog going up to Wisconsin here. Uh, Give me the New Orleans plus two here. I think they're a better coach team. I think they're all around a better football team. Um, Even without uh, any semblance of a running game, I think Derek Carr can get it done. Uh, I haven't seen too much out of Jordan Love to to make me think that they can just go out there and win this game. Uh, I, I like Saints on the money line here, but I only take spreads on this podcast, so... Yeah, give me Saints plus two. I mean, I think they're frisky. I think their defense is good, and Michael Thomas looks good. Chris Olave is fucking balling out. If they can get anything out of that running game, I think the Saints could run away with this. But even if not, I think that defense is is more than good enough to keep that uh that Packers offense in check with no Aaron Jones. Um, yeah, I, I love the Saints in this game. This might be my my favorite bet of the weekend. I, I also like the Saints in this game. If that line was a
1: little, little thicker, I, I'd I'd be hitting it. But like at two, I just don't. Doesn't entice me enough. I need I need to get it to three. Um, Packers coming off a brutal loss, going back home. Lambo's tough to play. I mean, I I want, but it's still early the Saints. I mean, Lambo's going to be like two.
0: Lambo's going to be eighty three degrees. I mean, it's going to be beautiful weather. I mean, granted, I mean, the fans will still be there and the locker rooms will still suck. The locker rooms will still suck. But weather-wise, that's what I really look at whenever you, you look at going on the road is what what's the weather going to be like? What are the, the playing conditions going to be like? And I think the conditions are going to be good. And with, there's, they're still using Taysom Hill like a crazy Mormon, like that he is. So, I mean, Taysom Hill can still tear him up on the inside. Derek Carr's look good. I mean, I, I love the Saints in the spot. Absolutely love them. I like them. I don't love them. I just... If the
1: crowd is hostile, I, I lose. Like, Derek Carr goes down quite a bit in my book. And that's... That's why I need the three. You know, that, yeah. that's where I'm
0: at. I got you. I mean, this is me more taking the money line, but I, I take spreads on the podcast just for just to make it easier on everybody. But, yeah, I mean, this is me taking Saints money line. Um, yeah. But we'll move on to our next one. Probably mo- one of the mo- more interesting games of the weekend, the Los Angeles Rams versus the Cincinnati well, Bengals. We'll, we'll get it. Oh, yeah. I mean, that was on purpose. Gotta let a brother know, man. I didn't realize you didn't have that order until we were going down the list. Yeah. But... Yeah, so I have to ask you a question. Is Sean McVay, like, just the best coach ever? Or is Matt Stafford the greatest quarterback of all time? Sean McVay practices the dark arts.
1: I am convinced that he is just, high. he has sold his soul.
0: So we're, we're, we're talking about one of the worst rosters in football with the Los Angeles Rams. We're talking about a a Matt Stafford that was contemplating retirement that he went on his wife's podcast talking about how he can't connect with the youth of today. We're talking about a Sean McVay that was at, what, 36 years old thinking about walking away from the game of football. We're talking about a team that had Aaron Donald walking away from football. And all they've done in the first two weeks of the season is absolutely dominate week one and almost beat a team... That they are one and six against, with their only win being in the NFC Championship game, taking them kind of down to the wire. I mean, yeah, they did score late to cover, but that that first half of the game, early in that third quarter, the Rams were in it every step of the way. And when you look at those rosters, I mean, there's no way the Rams should have ever been in that game. Yeah, Puka, you have uh, Puka LaDuca going for. 25 catches and 500 yards in the first two weeks of the year. I mean, you have Kyron Williams just rushing his ass off for that team. I mean, they have no offensive line. I don't think if if you grabbed every offensive line starter on the Los Angeles Rams right now, I don't know if a single person on that offensive line could start on one NFL team in the league. Dude, they're starting a rookie second round pick two
1: UDFAs with limited experience prior to this year um a third round pick who struggled last year in uh notebook and then their fist Rob Havenstein the the good faithful bro, who's not all that good but he's like definitely a capable yeah. start.
0: so if like, if they if they completely did, like if for some reason they were like the Los Angeles Rams are no more and you completely disbanded the team, and every single one of these players is a free agent, would a single one of their offensive linemen be a starter in the NFL? No. They're... No. They're...
1: they're with right, The second most snaps weighs 165 pounds. Yeah, T2 Outwell? Yeah, yeah, he's tiny. He's, he's fun. Like, they're... You look at their roster, it's like, this doesn't make any sense.
0: And, and it's just they, like... They, they gave everything... Everything and more to the 49ers after dominating week one against a, what I thought was going to be a very good Seattle team. Yeah. But we're talking about a uh, Rams Bengals matchup here with 43 and a half. With the way Matt Stafford's playing right now, give me over 43 and a half here. I don't know who the backup is for Cincinnati if Joe Burrow doesn't play, but with Jamar Chase, T Higgins, Tyler Boyd in that offense and that Los Angeles Rams defense. I think this game goes over, 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 over. Give me over 43 and a half here. Yeah. Who's
1: Cincinnati's backup quarterback?
0: I I just said I don't know. Okay. Do you know? know? Part. No, I don't. I don't remember. Oh, I can Google real quick. <laughs> Let's find out together. bang Backup Back-up. Uh, is it Colt McCoy? Is it? You want to take bets? No. Yes, I grace. bet no. Google doesn't even know. <laughs> uh, who's the backup for the Bengals? Jake Browning. Oh, uh, okay. Is Jake Browning. Good old Jake Browning.
1: Who <laughs> <Ooh, laughs> <I> forgot? <laughs> <laughs> okay,
0: I have to, now I have to Google Jake Browning. Okay,
1: they got Will okay. Greer too. On the is he on the act? No, he's on the practice squad. Okay, yeah, Jake the Browning. Steelers. Will Greer?
0: Yeah. I mean, he's on the Bengals practice squad. Oh, I thought the Steelers signed. Okay, who could forget Jake Browning, who played at the University of Washington as a backup for four years? Who could forget? He didn't even start? Nah. Oh, boy. <laughs> Give me the over. I don't care. <laughs> All right. We'll move on to the next game of the season, or the next game of the week. And we're, we're talking... The best team in football, the Arizona Football Cardinals. Who's their head coach? Uh
1: yoop, 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 yoop. Gannon. Richard, Gannon. Richard
0: Richard Gannon. Get Gannon as the head coach. Taking shots as a defensive guy. That's what defensive guys love more than anything, is taking shots downfield to their five foot four star wide receiver going against the lowly. Uh, pathetic Dallas Cowboys. Um, yeah, I love the Cowboys in this spot going against the mighty Cardinals. I, I mean, I know they got a lot of talent on that Arizona team. Uh, I know I know, Jonathan Gannon's going to be taking shots down to Hollywood Brown. Um, but, I mean, I just got a hunch that I think Dallas can get it done here going on the road and, and, and covering it in this, this tough, tough spot. Because, I mean... You look you look at this Dallas team and uh I think most of the defensive players could start on offense for the Arizona Cardinals.
1: I mean, I'm with you. I'm on Dallas. It's a terrible bet, and I don't care at
0: uh, Dallas minus twelve and a half. How many Okay, hypothetical. How many positions on Arizona's offense could Micah Parson start at? At least three, tight end, yeah. tight end, maybe. running
1: back, and maybe a wide receiver.
0: Yeah, maybe tackle,
1: pull back. We'll definitely fullback. He wouldn't. He wouldn't start at tackle. They're actually pretty good at
0: tackle. They are good at tackle. The offensive line is actually pretty decent. They're probably best uh, of
1: line Dallas has faced yet. This year.
0: Yeah, uh, Josh Dobbs is a quarterback. That he is. He throws the <laughs> football. <laughs> He's definitely a quarterback. But no, if if Arizona runs the ball, I, I'm like both both weeks so far. Like I said earlier in the podcast, if the Jet and the Giant would have just been like, I'm okay with being down fourteen nothing, fifteen nothing, twenty one nothing. I'm just gonna keep running the ball because we're having success. I think both teams could have stopped the bleeding, but both teams just completely gave up on the run altogether and embarrassed themselves. I'm not saying I don't, I don't think either one of the teams could have won, but they could have had a much more respectable score if they would have just sucked the run. I mean, Brees Hall got four carries against Dallas. Say after the first drive in Dallas, Saquon had three carries after the first drive week one after a lot of success on the first drive like I'm I'm terrified for the team that's just like okay you may be up 14 nothing because you got a pick six and a whatever else but we're just gonna keep running the ball and that's what terrifies me when Mike McCarthy has a 14 point lead and then he goes three and out and then they get a touchdown they're like hey what if we just keep running the ball and then they score again and then it's 14 nothing and then we're like how did we go from 14 nothing in the first 3 minutes of the game to tied 14-14 at halftime and then the other team's like oh we can still run the ball like that terrifies me but just just the idea of saying it out loud terrifies me but as of as of right now 2 weeks into the season yeah yeah please give up on the run <laughs> one and a half drives into the game because if you try to throw the ball on this team, you're gonna get destroyed. Yeah. I mean, that's where
1: I'd be interested to see how Mozzie Smith works out in that Like, because that's a job, great. right? He hasn't looked great yet. Yeah. yeah, but team stop running the
0: football. Exactly. Yeah. Don't really have a whole lot of sample stuff. <laughs> like that it's one of those things where it's like early in the game, but also, when you think about it, it's like early in the game is like the best off op- the, the best that offense is going to look is like in the first 10 mm-hmm. plays. Every so, O-line,
1: like every time I watch an O-line, they, they all look really good the first drive. And it's like yeah. it just slowly
0: keeps going downhill well, throughout Yeah, the game. because I mean, the, all they all they do is study the, the, the 10 play script. And then from there, they adjust and see well, what's, and then, working, what's not working.
1: As a defensive player, you're not showing your best stuff in the first quarter. You
0: know, exactly. you're, you're you're feeling it out. Exactly. So, I mean, I'm I'm way uh, way too optimistic about this Cowboys team. I, I'm I, I've I've never been this high on the Cowboys, and I'm I'm just ready for heartbreak. But find me a team in the last twenty years that looks as good as this Cowboys defense look with an offense that I'm not even going to say this offense is good. I'm just going to say this offense is serviceable. Which I think is an understatement to the offense. But find me a team that has looked this complete in the past 15 years. Um, I'm not a delusional Cowboys fan by any means whatsoever. You know that. You know I'm like Mm -hmm. the most honest Cowboys fan you've ever met. And it it pains me to say that it's Super Bowl bust at this point. Like this team is fucking good. they This roster is Super Bowl bust I hate to H-T-A. Yeah, yeah. Uh I mean we play the 49ers week five, so we'll see. Um yeah. a lot of people are saying Brock Purdy is the first like real quarterback we play. Brock Purdy's not good. He hasn't look good this season. Like I don't I don't know where people are getting in their mind that Brock Purdy's good. He's serviceable. He does everything. He does everything that Kyle Shanahan wants him to do, but if we're putting Brock Purdy in the good category of quarterback, this is not a good quarterback crop. And That's what I mean, I'm saying. If top ten quarterback
1: ain't what it used to be. Like it's like there's Brock, a huge drop off around like six, seven, where it's just yeah. like, Oh, these but guys are, are top ten if, now.
0: If we're putting Brock Purdy in the good quarterback category, then what is Josh Allen? Because I would say Josh Allen's much better than Brock Purdy.
1: Yeah, Josh Allen is much better.
0: Okay. And Josh Allen is what, top eight? Easily. So Brock Purdy's what, 16? Somewhere between nine and 16. (laughs) (laughs) It's ridiculous the amount of love Brock Purdy gets. Brock Purdy's fine. Don't get me wrong. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not sitting here like shitting on what he's done. But like, people act like he's fucking a top no, ten quarterback. He's not. Be,
1: I haven't watched enough of him this year to like even comment on it. But like, if it's the same as it was last year, it's like good numbers. Got a little swag to him that makes it more marketable. Re- but like, he runs the, office, the offense. Fun. Yeah.
0: I mean, it's
1: Jimmy G with a little swag.
0: Brandon you might be one of the best receivers in football, and he's the only person on the offense that the 49ers refuse to pay. And yep. Debo, I hate to break to 49ers fans, but Debo may not be what you think Debo is. And that could come back to haunt you big time. What do you mean? Okay, I'll ask you. How good is Debo Samuel. He's really fucking good in his role. What is his role? Half quarterback, half weapon, or half right, half wide receiver, half like. But I mean, he wasn't good last year. He had a good week he's, last. He's
1: week. good. He's really good when he's healthy. It's just, it, health has always been the issue. Like when he's healthy, he is he is a monster with football.
0: Fan. I mean, is he worth uh being at the upper echelon of paid? Offensive talent in the league, I would say probably,
1: no. Probably not because of his health issues. But I need to see what his contract looks like. Like I don't know. Like it might be a pretty easy contract to get out of, which makes it easy to. to yeah,
0: just, NFL contracts are weird because I know we get paid a shit ton of money, but I don't know how much of that shit ton is actually legit or not. So you yeah. could be right there. Like if they can but, just wash their hands of him if he has a
1: career-ending injury or like just can't stay healthy but, anymore, that's that, that's an easy decision.
0: But but to me, Iuke is are um, you uh, yeah are you the dude. guy Ayuk you is like i've he's he's gonna be a cowboy next year yeah I,
1: I i i don't know about that but he's gonna be somewhere really good
0: where else would he go cowboys have so much fucking cap space even after the Micah parsons contract that is ensuing yeah
1: I mean, I don't know where else he'd go. I just don't, I don't know the landscape of free agency for next year. Yeah. All right,
0: we'll get into the college picks here. We'll run through these pretty quick. We don't really take too much time on college. Um, yeah. So starting off, I'll take Clemson Moneyline versus Florida State. Clemson's at home, uh, plus 120 dogs. They haven't lost to Florida State in six years. Uh, they've been the cream of the crop in the ACC. They don't look great this year. Give me the uh, give me the juice. Give me Clemson. I think they can get it done here. <laughs> going yeah, on, I thought about taking that. I like that one. Going on, we have Stency versus Oklahoma. Oklahoma's is absolutely bullied every uh, little brother school they played so far. I think Stency has looked a lot better than I thought they would. I thought Stency would be one of the worst teams in the Big Twelve. I think they, they have played better than I I had predicted. So give me Cincy plus 14 and a half in this spot. I like that play a lot. Uh, next up, I have Oregon minus 21 versus Colorado. I'm going against Dion. Everybody's been on Deion's dick this whole time. I love Deion Sanders, don't get me wrong. But no Travis Hunter in this game. Travis Hunter might be the best player in college football. And when you lose the best player in college football with a questionable roster against a, a, a true top 10 team which TCU was not whenever they beat TCU. Don't don't get it twisted. TCU wasn't good. So give me Oregon minus 21 versus Colorado with no Travis Hunter. <laughs> Next up, I forgot who this team was playing. Uh, give me UConn plus 21 and a half. Who's UConn playing?
1: I, I, yeah, I, I don't, don't keep up with the Huskies football program. I, so I had it written down.
0: Okay. I'll get it for you here shortly. But yeah, give me UConn plus 21 and a half. Then I have Notre Dame plus three and a half versus Ohio State.
1: <laughs>
0: um I love Notre Dame this season. I think they could uh Duke. Yeah, Duke. Okay, I knew that. Yeah, uh I love Notre Dame in this spot versus Ohio State. I think uh, Notre Dame is one of the best teams in the country. I think they're going to make college football playoff this year. They have a super tough schedule. They have to beat one of these big name teams. I think they play USC later in the season. I think they have another uh, SEC opponent on the schedule as well. So they have to win one of them. I think this is the one they get. I don't think uh, Ohio State's firing on all, all cylinders yet. So definitely give me Notre Dame plus three and a half at home. Versus Ohio State in this spot, that stadium is gonna be rocking in South Bend. Indiana is gonna be absolutely like, popping. Give me, give me Notre Dame in that spot, and then my last bet. If you've been listening to the podcast, you know it's USC. It's the over sixty-two. They may get it by themselves. They're playing uh, Arizona State. Give me the over sixty-two in that. Been
1: a good bet so far this year. Um, So my college picks, starting off Wisconsin at Purdue. Purdue hasn't covered at home since 2021. Give me Wisconsin minus five and a half. Um, Texas Tech going to Morgantown, to West Virginia. West Virginia coming off an emotional win, backyard brawl against Pitt. Give me Texas Tech minus six and a half. Um, I just think they're a much better team, and... West Virginia's probably a little emotionally spent after that win. App State going up to the high, high altitude of Wyoming, which I did not realize was so high up there until Texas Tech lost there. Yes, Texas Tech lost Texas at State Wyoming, and Appalachian State's going to too. Give me Wyoming minus two and a half. And then
0: Wyoming almost beat Texas and Texas too, by the way. The game went down to the wire. Wyoming's a good football team.
1: Yeah. I think Wyoming's going to easily cover the two and a half. Minnesota going to the homeland, to Chicago, to play Northwestern. Northwestern is a shell of a football program right now. They have not kept a game within single digits. Give me Minnesota, my 11 and a half. And then we have the Ohio State going to South Bend, not a far drive, to the Golden Domers. Three point spread, but the Irish are feeling lucky. Give me Notre Dame plus three.
0: Love it, love. Well, uh, I hate how much I love that Notre Dame pick.
1: I know. I I, I do. T- I was staring. I was like, I I, I was like, I can't take money line. I can't take money line, but I can take plus three.
0: They're good, man. Notre Dame's good. I know.
1: And Ohio State hasn't put it together yet. State's quarterback is just not. I am not impressed so far.
0: Yeah. Kyle McCord has a quarterback.
1: I like Penn State.
0: Yeah, uh, Drew Aller. I'm I like, I not like Penn State to win that to win that big 10. We'll see. But mm-hmm. that's going to be it for the week. Uh, Monster College slate this weekend. We'll talk about it next week. But do you have anything else? Wreck em, brother. Texas Tech
1: is back this week after a sabbatical to... West
0: Virginia, destroy, baby.
1: ...to destroy Tarleton State last week. We're back right. on it. We are no longer the best winless team in college
0: football. Nobody thought we could beat Tarleton State. Everybody doubted us. And all we did was go out there and beat the brakes off them boys <laughs> in Stephenville, Texas. So all I got to say is wreck them Tech boys. And don't sleep on them, Houston Texans. Don't do it.